0: You're listening to Oh
1: Yoshi did
0: Podcast with Yoshi Obayashi
1: not you ever all be sad
2: Okay, welcome to the new episode of Yoshiden. I am back in Los Angeles at Rick Hall's uh, place, and um, I'm starting a new podcast called Bed Island Show with uh, Peter Warren, uh, senior editor for ABN, and also superstar Christina Rose. And if you've been following my podcast, they were on episode one, and uh, I'm very happy and delighted to be part of that team. And I am here with Aiko Tanaka and Rick Hall, and Aiko Tanaka is you know uh, you heard several episodes of Yoshiden very funny comedian and actress and um, I think she's a very good personality (laughs) Um, in Japan you know Aiko is a talento right Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and I also enjoy your surreal almost like uh, who's that Spanish painter Uh, the melting hourglass Dali yeah you do like a Dali like um, tweets (laughs) makes me laugh very funny and um um i'm almost happy you're here because our the numbers is always better with you on the show yay and i'm here with rick hall and um i'm very happy that rick is going back to japan after four or five years for month of june through july and i guess you're taking college credit class you'll be yeah. going with um, a couple dozen Students going to Japan for the summer, right?
0: Yeah. So I'm not sure what my availability is going to be, but if uh, there are any uh, Yoshi didn't uh, fans that would like to talk to an old bald gentleman, then uh, I'll I'll later on I'll uh, give my availability. Uh, I'll probably know in about two weeks like what what's actually going to be going. But I'm there from the middle of June to the middle of July. Mm-hmm. I'll be staying at the Yoyogi Olympic Center, and. Uh, that's on the west side of Tokyo and uh yeah I I I'd really like to meet people and talk to people so look me up hit me up on on uh, Twitter uh my address is uh at Toastubber T-O-E-S-T-U-B-B-E-R
2: yeah so he is official Yoshiden representative I uh, I'm not going to Japan anytime soon so I'm, I'm we'll talk we keep doing the podcast reminding people and, and I hope you meet other people and um I I think uh, I'm, I'm I'm really looking forward to going to Japan because one I'm homeless so I have to stay <laughs> at a place for the month, <laughs> but two I, I think um, you know what what is that? Um, um, who's that? Great Gatsby? Who wrote it? Fitzgerald.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true.
2: What, wasn't he the famous one who said the second act in American life or something there, like that?
0: There, yeah, there are no second acts in America. Oh, there are
2: no second yeah, act. Okay. Yeah. Then maybe that re- uh, phrase doesn't uh, apply to in this situation. <laughs> but I think I, I like giving people chance and I think that would be good. You know, I think um, when you move into another country, um, yeah. it's good for you mentally, I think. For most part, this give a pretty good mental exercise right you have to relearn everything yeah. things are considered proper in USA maybe mm. it's not proper in Japan vice versa
0: I, I, uh, I, I think I blathered on about this the first time we mm-hmm. w- were talking about it but I just think I'm a much uh, more interesting more uh, uh, awake person when I'm in a foreign country it's just something ab- about being in this place where I've lived all my life that is just kind of really boring to me. It's
2: kind of like when you, when you're dating somebody for a long time, mm. there's an in initial period you're excited, but there's yeah. a point where you hit, hit a peak where it get chore and then like yeah. you get tired of it. Yeah. yeah. I think it happens to people living in the same country too. Oh.
1: Mm.
2: You know, you, you get, you get so comfortable and, and your routine and after a while you don't even think what you're doing. You just, yeah we all driven before have you, have you noticed like when you drive sometimes mm-hmm. you don't even remember the actual driving because yeah. you do it the drive over and over and yeah yeah i think it's kind of good to kind of give yourself a little bit of a shock and uh, do something different and i think you'll live longer too
0: that's actually you, you very insightful analogy that the driving thing because it's like when if you're stuck in you know if you're if you're bored with where you're living like i am i'm Speaking for everyone, even though I'm just talking about myself, but, Mm -hmm. you know, like I'm always living in either the past or the future, but I rarely... In like paying attention to what's going on sure. in the present so
2: sometimes you live a life is you're like in a automatic pilot mode mm. yeah and if you don't pay attention you could be in the malaysian airlines 370 <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know yeah. why, why we were even laughing at that i am
0: laughing because your to your attempts at topical humor are always funny to me so <laughs> he's, gonna, he's gonna be working that airline crash into every uh Every conversation.
2: Well, I mean, you know, uh, I'm going to try to release this as soon as I can, but as soon as I release it, who knows, by the time I put this up, maybe they find it and everybody's okay. <laughs> <laughs> How funny is it, they, they all say, April
0: Fool's, and it just popped up. <laughs> it's like you had to throw out your entire act when uh, when Bobbitt got his dick sewed back on. Oh, I'm still doing that joke. <laughs> hello
2: 1994 (laughs) whatever it was (laughs) and this particular episode is sponsored by Rosie Tran's uh, out of the box podcast because um, I'm releasing second episodes and her husband Andrew is kind enough to put it up for me and um, he does it for free and Uh. if you're looking for affordable podcasting service uh, Rosie uh, and her husband could give you guys a pretty good price and uh, help you guys with that so anyway thanks for listening and um, once again this podcast, it's going to be all over the place. you know. I just want to talk a couple of um, um, interesting subject matters. And uh, fr- f- First one was, um, it's, it's unrelated to Japan actually, but uh, he wasn't, I, I think I met him a couple of times and we don't have to mention his name, but someone I met and also a friend of our, uh, our good friend, Steve Katani, mm-hmm. who's done one episode with me. Japanese? Uh, Katani-san? Uh, no, Katani. <laughs> 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 Not Katani. <laughs> <laughs> we we jokingly and call, and call him uh, Steve Kitanai. <laughs> Kitanai is Japanese for dirty. But okay. so Rick and Steve's friend uh, killed himself like a week ago. Or less than a week ago.
0: N- just a few days ago.
2: Yeah. And um, um, I I I uh, I don't want to get detailed because I, didn't, I I met him a couple times. He seemed like a very very nice guy. Um, I don't want to give his last name, but... No, no, yeah. no, no, but it's, it's interesting because when you, you were saying a lot of nice things that Steve was too, I think mm-hmm. you said like he was a young guy, good-looking, talented, this and that, but mm-hmm. at, at the end of the day, uh, I could did you know a guy named uh, Greg Giraudo? Yeah, comedian?
3: yeah, last comic stunning. he was nice to me.
2: Mm-hmm. Very good-looking, I think Yale graduate law school, very talented, <coughs> right, yeah. uh, massive appeal,
0: he gave up a, a successful career to be a, a dirty stand up comic. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah.
2: So he was a good looking guy, very smart, uh, well loved among comedians, uh, commercially successful. And I think eventually, if he lived, he would have had a lot of success. But, um, um, and this is, I was actually talking to Jim Norton, a, a massive, uh, talented comic and successful stand up comic from New York on a show called Opie and Anthony. But, um,. <clears throat> I was talking to him 3 weeks ago and I was telling him I read something on psychology today after he killed himself. Well, no, that no, he didn't kill himself. He had overdosed. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. he was living a very dangerous life with the drugs and things like that. Yeah. And uh, he overdosed and died. And in this psychology today article, he, he, he keeps saying it was just heartbreaking because he keeps saying he, con- he considered himself a piece of shit over and over again. You know, mm-hmm. if you say that once or twice about your friends as a jokingly, it's funny, but yeah. the way he was saying it when I read the article, it, it was true. He really felt about himself. And um, the friend of yours who passed away a couple of days ago. Uh, yeah, sus- I, I I look at those as,
0: as different kinds of, uh, of deaths. Uh, I mean, you can lump them generally into the the category of killing yourself, but I think of like when I think of my addiction, I know that that uh, I've you know I've always had low self esteem, but I, I think that addiction like plays into your your low self esteem. And with Gerardo, I don't think he uh, I don't think he intentionally killed himself. Does, no, is, there no, no, any, no. is there any is there any evidence I, that I, he it, did?
2: That was not a suicide, but. um He must feel a lot of. I, I didn't. I didn't know the guy. but He must feel a lot of pain for need to have drugs and stuff.
0: I think I, one thing I remember is like when you you tell yourself you're not going to do something, and you do it over and over again and prove yourself a liar. Mm-hmm. That's incredibly damaging to your self esteem. I mean, you're mm-hmm. you 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 know part of building part of having a healthy ego is feeling like you're in control of your life and the yeah. idea that you. Your brain is saying one thing, yeah. and your and your your nature is saying something different. You know, yeah. it's, it's, until you can break that cycle, it's like you're always going to think of yourself as a piece of shit on some level.
2: Yeah, I, I, I didn't want to like, equate what happened to your friend a couple of days ago. Same thing, but yeah. um, like uh, uh, on the new podcast, we interview a guy named Mark Spiegler, You know who it is, and, and if you don't know who he is, he's the biggest agent in adult business very honest guy he's incredibly honest he cares about his uh, client but we were talking on the show and there was a guy named uh, in the porn called john valjean mm. which is a character from Les Miserables. but that's the stage name for this french actor porn guy mm-hmm. tall good looking long hair he, he's he's
0: like uh the, the kind beautiful. of beautiful yeah he's, he's got the kind of good looks that, that a lot when women go for especially like it's kind of like a, a japanese aesthetic because it's he's got that uh, androgynous kind of appeal you know he looks kind of girlish Redman. he's got like lo- really long pretty hair he's and, literally yeah. uh,
2: he's beautiful yeah. and, and um, there's a an, uh, there's a porn girl named Courtney Combs yeah, yeah. Com- Combs uh, yeah. yeah beautiful girl I'm. Um, she's beautiful right but in one of the porn she said oh my god you're prettier than me that's how <laughs> that's how good looking <laughs> but when I was talking to Mark Spiegler he was telling me he had a really low self-esteem mm-hmm. so it just shows like you just never know what's going through people you know mm-hmm. um, we had a, a, a director in adult business, Rick and I were working in that business for a long time Jake Malone, I consider him as a friend and uh, I talked to him maybe a week before he jumped from a bridge in Long Beach and um, he had an addiction problem but um, I really liked him a lot, I, I'm very sad and uh, pretty soon the porn community is going to have a porn funeral where it's like theater. That's what I don't like about it. Because there's a, I wish we could have done more for this and that. No, reality is you didn't want to do more. Yeah. For a lot of those people who, who does this. It's like when you go to airport TSA, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a really theater. They're only acting to make you feel comfortable, but I don't think they're really doing a whole lot.
0: Mm. Well, it's, 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 it's uh, two different things. It's like, he had a lot of friends in the industry and I'm sure they feel bad that he killed himself. And, uh, but he also it was part of a business and in any industry, there's a lot of hatred going around. A lot sure. of people probably are glad he's dead. You know, yeah. so you, that's just the way it is when you work work with pe- in competition with yeah. people. You know, here.
3: I have a question. So in this country, like in Japan, when people jump off the cliff or whatever, mm. we take off the shoes. Do you mm. guys do that here?
0: No, nah, right? i never heard of that.
3: Before like we have to take off the shoes. It's, uh, like, it's funny that the really? isn't matter. You yeah. you're going to hell anyways, but uh-huh. like you have to take off the shoes.
2: That you know, it's it, it. That's the funny thing about when I um, talk with Rick and aiko because when Rick asks me certain question in Japanese language or culture, I yeah. really have to think. And like Rick is a master grammar master. Like it's it, he would be like a grammar Nazi, you know. <laughs> like he, he know his stuff. And sometimes he will sometime ask me a question about Japanese language. I can possibly explain why. I just I just remember like no in that in in uh, in that situation I will say it this way. He asked me why, and like I don't know. I just remember l- learning <laughs> to speak Japanese early on. I have no idea. It's kind of like I'm driving a car, I have no idea what inside of the engine does. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm driving, I just know this is what I need to drive, but mm-hmm. I have no idea what makes something run in a car.
0: Wait, we'll get back to suicide in a moment, uh-huh. but let me ask her the question I was asking you earlier. Okay. What? Uh, YARIMASU mm. and uh, uh, shimas. Shimasu, um. uh, what what is the difference? Why, wh- why it's the
3: same. Yadimas y- is I'm about to do it and mm. Shimas is I'm going to, to do, do it. it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. So is there, is there a situation you, know. you would use one instead of the other?
3: Um, depends on how it flows, but it, it, it means the same. Exactly the same. Yeah.
1: Mm.
2: Um, but what was the one you you asked me and to me uh, was it Suru? Or what
0: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, Shimasu, yeah. So. Like, shimasu, like I'm going to do. Ah. Uh-huh. more polite than yaru.
3: Yaru yeah, sounds a little more like manly. Yeah.
2: And and, and but you and, would never
0: say you wouldn't just say suru, right? That, that's, suru. that, that sounds weird. No, mm-hmm. shimasu yeah. or yaru.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So. And and I don't know why, but uh it doesn't sound like yaru means I'm going to do it. But that doesn't sound like something that women would say. Yeah, it's
3: uh-huh. more manly.
2: It's, it seemed more abrupt. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and seemed a little curt. Yeah. But I can tell you why. Like, Rick and I we were watching a Japanese movie, and when I watch what they say versus the translation, it, it, it wasn't accurate. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and I think the example I used, like when you jump from an airplane parachute, and you know, you've seen these games where on the ground there's like a bullseye, and all the circles concentric yeah. circle, yeah. Yeah. and you're trying to come closest to that bullseye. Some of the translation comes near the the circles around it, but uh-huh. it doesn't hit the middle of it. Mm. You know. Well, this is
0: uh, I can tell you exactly what it was. We were watching Tom Popo and uh, the uh, classic, and, uh, and one, one of the uh, one of the actors was one of the characters was telling the lead actor who is. Yakusho Koji. Uh, yes. Uh yes, Koji mm-hmm. ya- Yakusho, mm. and um, he was telling him, he was calling him out, saying that he was hot for Popo who's played by Noboku Miyamoto. No, no,
2: the main guy is uh, Yamazaki Sutomu. Oh
3: yeah yeah.
0: Oh that's right yeah 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 that's, I'm sorry, the, that's the, yeah. Other, the other one yeah yeah he,
2: he's the guy uh, we're gonna talk about Tampopo by uh, Juzo Itami mm. and um. And uh, Mr. Yamazaki played a guy named Gorō with a cowboy yeah. hat.
0: So the g- one character was telling Gorō that uh, he's uh, he's romantically interested in Tampopo, and and uh, he the translator uh, in the subtitles said it as "you're sweet on Tampopo." Oh, that's right. And uh, the uh, what was the uh, the Japanese verb? horeteru horeteru oh, 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 Hore how okay. would you explain that in English?
3: What it is like? I have a crush on.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. So th- that sounds to me like the the idiom uh, "you're she, you're sweet on her" it would be the same thing in English as like "I've got you've, you've got a crush on her."
2: But right. That word will annoy me if somebody trying to say that. Why? It's <laughs> really annoying. I hate that <laughs> word. Yeah. Why?
3: Because
2: you know what it is. It's it's.
3: Too sweet.
2: Is it too nosy? Because that—that's the. It, it has is, nothing to do with yeah. it. Maybe I just have like, horeteru. In English, horny. Like mm-hmm. it has. Oh. Uh, obviously, there's no connection with the two. But I never liked it. I don't remember. I. Oh, you know what? I remember that one time. I was talking to my cousin, second cousin in Japan, and. This is so weird. He's my second cousin. His wife... His wife is... Is sister of... My aunt's husband uncle. Like, they're, like there's two people married in that side. Oh. You know, like... Anyway, she would... She, I would say nice thing about my cousin and her... Their kid, Akiko. Mm-hmm. She's very smart, very attractive. I'm saying really nice things. And she, she said, like... Why you keep saying that? Are you holet? Uh-huh. like I don't have that kind of feeling for her. I just uh I knew her like a little girl. I just adored her. I'm glad she became a doctor and things like that. But it was just such, such a weird thing, like hmm. what? Like, we were cousin, oh. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not Jewish. <laughs> so, um I don't know. Yeah.
1: Oh.
2: But it's it's fun talking with the Rick because the more he learns, more questions he has for me. I have to relearn, rethink. Like why I say the way I do, because I'm a Kedamono, <laughs> which is Japanese for beast. Uh, and uh, when I talk Eiko, then she she will explain. Like it's kind of like like I feel like I'm floating between you two, you know. And yeah. uh, more TV show I watch, the more I talk to her, it's it's fun. And this is not something I could do with japanese American because most Japanese-Americans don't speak Japanese at all, yeah. mm. you know. Yeah. It's a really weird dis- disconnect when I meet Japanese-Americans because they're very different from the rest of the Asian group in America because the trauma of World War II in- internment mm. camp and shame and being Japanese was mm. such a horrific experience The parents didn't want the Japanese kids to learn Japanese culture and language, yeah. you know. Mm. So, um, yeah that's, So anyway th- this is a dilemma for Japanese living in uh, USA and I think Japanese living in Brazil but anyway mm-hmm. going going back with the suicide thing I guess my point was I, I guess it's kind of like that scene from usual suspect with um, Kevin Spacey's character playing right you know, uh, you yeah know, uh. Like, afterward, That's like when you look at me back, because so it's so, it's so yeah. obvious, like I should have known. Yeah. But when people killed themselves, I look back, like, man, I, sh- I should have seen it, but you, I never do. I, mm. I you know, I had my dad, my cousin, uncle.
0: I, Nathan was hanging out with us at just like the other weekend, and uh, I mean, I don't know if you remember him, but he was like, he, he was just a really shy guy who's always very quiet, yeah, and, and uh, that was kind of the problem. It's like. He was incredibly nice. And the, and the thing I was, I was talking with Steve about it, and they did a lot of projects together. He did a ton of work. He did the, the theme song to yeah. uh, two of to Steve's movies. He, he did uh, credit sequences and um, uh, design props and all this stuff. And he did all this stuff for low or no pay and no drama whatsoever. Just uh, This guy was like, he would just show up and do his thing and it was always always kicked ass. It, it just is incredible. And, and, and then when he killed himself, the only, uh, note that he left or, or the only thing he left behind was like his last on his blog, he, he, he wrote, uh, a suicide blog entry and, uh, basically just said, uh, I, um, on this day, I, uh, put a, Sawed off shotgun to the back of my head and pulled the trigger with my right finger and with any luck I I'm dead now Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was it was but it was that it was it's just so weird it's like it's so even even his suicide note even like the the most extreme thing you can possibly think of he does with like no fanfare no drama the rest of the note ninety percent of the note is just him saying check out my friend's projects check out my you know my friend who does uh she's a stand-up comedian you know yeah the, it's like th- that's it like you, just, you it's just
2: uh, uh, you know in uh, it, right after this i want to talk aiko some of her friends or acquaintance killing themselves in japan yeah then i want to talk about their like you know yeah yeah is stuff after that but um for those like your it, suicide yes
1: yeah
2: mm-hmm. um which involves uh, a lot of my friends going with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, for, for those of you who, who actually kind of follow my life, and, and it's really weird when I meet people I actually know a little bit about myself, and you know, um, that's very kind of them to contact me. And mm. I used to be on the show called DVD Essay with David Cho, and we, we had our difference, and I don't want to get in detail, because some of the stuff was withhold, and like, I thought it was how how everything ended. But, um, um, Dave, Jay Cho used to complain about, um, sometimes the way I do comedy. Problem is, um, <laughs> whenever I do open mic and whatnot different shows, I always do different material because it's, it's some of it's topical, but I'm just kind of like, it's not fun for me to keep doing the same shit over and over. So I do different things. Yeah. But those little shows that, like, most people don't go and see me. And when I do, like, a main show, sometimes. If I'm getting paid, I just want to make sure I, I do stuff that will get laugh and whatnot. So when he saw it, he used to complain to me that I do the same shit, but why do I have to do so dark and this and that? But I, I just feel like even Russell Peter also complained, like, why do you do such a uh, um, confrontation act or dark and stuff like that? But it's the same reason why I don't want to keep that shit like a lot of the Asian people and some of my friends ended up hurting themselves. Um, whatever the problem I've been having that day or week I'm having bad week or whatnot and I go on stage and I say this horrible thing ruining audience's feelings Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's helping me because I'm getting out of my system you know Uh and um, ironically I feel better when I say this horrible shit because I get this horrible shit out of my system problem is it doesn't do nothing for my career it upset people but I feel like mentally Mental health-wise, I feel good. Like, I get all this shit out of my chest, you know. Uh, That's sort
0: of the story of your life. The worse you can make other people feel, the better you feel.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It really does. I mean, I'm I'm not even kidding. (laughs) I I get that shit out of my system. (laughs) Having said that, I know some people complain to David Cho about, why don't you just do art, this and that, supposedly? Because, you know, my brother still listens to it, and other people tell me that. But I could completely understand uh, I think it's important for him to do that show because it's nothing more dangerous than when you have a lot of money, and a lot of time. Mm-hmm. It's really dangerous, and if you have an addicting personality, and then, believe me, I, I don't understand addiction. Um, it's 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 hard for me to understand. I don't I don't get it, but it's a serious problem. So I think anything that keep him away from getting in trouble or doing something bad I think it's good it's actually good that it's it's helping him it just I was not good part of that you know Mm. because he got angry he'll say things and he only could see faults in me but um, it's um, it's always easy to point a finger to someone but trying to understand them that's a really difficult to do and I think it's hard for him to listen to people
0: Dave if you're listening when you point a finger at Yoshi remember that three fingers are pointing back at you
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I hope you're playing crash when you playing <laughs> to Japan <laughs> anyway I, I think it's good that he's doing it because it's, it's um, that kind of money and the time free time it's really bad so anyway going back to um, so I you know uh, you you grew up in Japan yeah and isn't it like, jisatsu, Japanese mm-hmm. for suicide? Mm-hmm. It seems very common, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and, and there's, how, how much stigma is there for suicide these days?
3: I have two friends who did it. Mm-hmm. and uh, So one girl, her name is Kokoro, means heart. And she has a big titties. So then like, Oppai. Oppai, mm-hmm. it's yeah. huge. And um, she got into the wrong relationship. She was 16, she was with this guy for like, was like 40 years old he cheated on her and
2: so 24 years difference yeah he's old enough to be her father
3: yeah 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 and uh, i remember even as a girl like every time she woke in the room i would be like wow like look at her titties like i didn't really care about her personality or i didn't know she had issues because her tits were so huge and <laughs> so we we never really you know ask her how she's doing whatever one day she took out of sleeping pill and she died
2: Mm. It, it was was that. Do you think it was on purpose?
3: Yeah, she was like hurt from like she would attract one guy because it was all about her body. I think.
2: Yeah. So they they couldn't see beyond her. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. So that and also another guy. He was in school. This is really weird. Like it, it could be like not suicide, but they found him in a locker, like the small. How do you yeah, say? Yeah. And hung inside, and then that was really small. Like he couldn't even, how do you say, stand up. Yeah. He was all bent inside there. Yeah. So then, his parents was like, cop has to do investigation because my son was not depressed or anything. Yeah. Oh. And they think it's something like a.
0: Plus, how could he even get himself into the? Locker, yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, like ra- uh, yeah. racial thing. But then school never did it. and What do you mean
2: racial thing? Like what is maybe he's not Japanese. He
3: was Japanese, but then he got sent to like america like they didn't have any japanese student in that school oh. and um, but
2: he killed himself in the usa yeah oh i didn't know that or he yeah. was killed in
3: so then his parents thought like he got killed because he was really where
2: weird. where was it in the states
3: i forgot it's like um how you say it? like midwest not in new york or la midwest, but in the yeah. area like they would not have much asian
2: yeah
3: uh, like idaho or one of these like potato places
2: Idaho, or something
3: Idaho. like that. Yeah, yeah. And um, so that happened, but then school didn't want to do it, like because I think once you become a murderer then school's gonna be sued. So then they kept it, like it was like suicide. Mm. I mean, it was weird, weird things happen.
2: As far as the girl goes, you know, um, that's. Do do do, do you know what? What was the parents' reaction?
3: I don't know. I think. I don't know about that, like, but...
0: You said she was a teenager when she killed herself. 16. She was,
3: yeah, no, she was 16 and met this guy. So she was at least like a 20. She was oh. in a relationship. Oh. Yeah, for a while.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah, it, well, that's... People do that impulsive thing with, when they get their heart broken.
2: Yeah.
3: It seems like a lot of work. You got to put passion to it. Mm and then break up and you gotta dwell on it like mm-hmm. seems like a lot of work oh my mom one time she was walking <laughs> and then she's nosy so she peek on like there's a bushes she peeked for some reason mm-hmm. and there's a guy hanging on a tree so she like she saw somebody like dead
2: mm-hmm. your mom did?
3: she saw it yeah she saw somebody
2: wait 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 wait. I don't wait hold on hold on. in Tokyo he was hanging from a tree yeah but what Wait, she was walking and all of a sudden she want to look into somebody's yard?
3: You know in Japan there's like a little wall and has a hole on top like this. Yeah. I don't know she's nosy so uh-huh. she looked and then there was somebody hanging on the tree she saw it and it was like freaking out. Was
0: it a uh, was it a school or something? What was? No the? just
3: residential area but I think around that time maybe like they have a lot of like really high suicidal rates. Mm-hmm. Yeah so it was kind of everywhere.
2: So it was someone's backyard yeah. Yeah. Do you remember um, there's a park or there's forest in near Tokyo within Yeah. A, and it's very famous the, the the cell phone reception doesn't work. I've heard it's very common that, that so the park scary. ranger will always find like multiple bodies nearby cuz there's copycat suicide shit in Japan. Yeah. They will go there and and they, they will kill themselves and there's like do it yourself suicide chat rooms and things like that mm. and um, I, you know, I'm 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 atheist. I, I I just don't think. I think life is pretty meaningless. I think you could make an effort and put a meaning to your life, but I just think every life is meaningful. I don't. I'm sorry, you know, people got killed in nine eleven. What was their purpose? Or living in a city country? But um, but I have to say, the one thing that Christianity has done in Japan, it's interesting. Like whenever you see homeless people are getting help, it's usually one of those Christian missionary group. Yeah. Because there's some mean shit with Buddhism because they think because karma, they think if you're homeless, you must have done something in previous life. Mm-hmm. So they're inclined to let poor people or homeless people suffer because they just think, well, they must have done something wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember one time, I had a little bit of change. I gave a big enough change and the, uh, this homeless bigger person, like, oh, isn't that too much money to give away? I'm ah. not, I've never heard that, like, I think you're giving away too much money. Yeah, yeah. Only in Japan was something like that happen. It really took me... <laughs> I was taking it you know, back. Um,
3: also, homeless in Japan is really organized, huh? They make nice houses with, like, the paper and really clean. But here... It's homeless. called
2: Origami, I call <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I think it's like uh, there's so few places where they can be that they have to make these little tent cities because otherwise, because mm-hmm. they get cha- they they get so aggressively chased out of every other public space. You know that they, if they find some alley or something where the they're where they're left alone, mm-hmm. then everybody has to go to that one place and and build a house. Uh, that's the, the impression I got when I was there because I would see very few homeless people. The, the only ones I would see are it would be like the odd, just dirty drunk passed out on the sidewalk somewhere sure. in, in the public, and the other ones were like you were saying, just these, yeah, you know, tarps, really elaborate like constructions, uh, on the on the outskirts, you know, by the railroad track or something like
2: that. It, it's very strange because uh, I think party because people make judgment about them because they they just wonder. We all have family, so. If you're not getting help and you're homeless, you you must have done something bad to them, not to get help or something. Yeah, it's it's a lot of these like unsympathetic thinking going on, and yeah. um, it's not like I'm a bleeding heart liberal it, by any means, but sometimes things happen in life where where you're getting trouble. I mean, I'm barely like I'm one notch above homeless person. Yeah, I joke a lot, but you know, Rick's been very supportive, and I have a bunch of other friends. But if I didn't have them, if one of them say can't help you no more. Um, you know those guys that like have a stick with the plates on top and they keep spinning around. <laughs> yeah, I have to run back and forth with different plates. <laughs> if if somehow Rick played or Ernie plate or Eugene plate, uh, Rosie Trent plate, if one of them breaks, then it it, it gets critical mass. I'm I'm, I'm start. I don't want to make
0: you nervous, Yoshi, but my plate is wobbling quite a bit.
2: Earlier. Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> well it is <laughs>
2: I I had a friend offer me a place to stay in San Jose, but problem is if I move to San Jose, California, it's pretty much like Def Con 3 or 4 for me because I wasn't able to do any of the show business stuff, you know, up Mm -hmm. there. And, like, at this point, um, I dug myself such a big hole. It's it's at the point where I can't even jump out of the hole. I have to keep digging to the bitter end, you know. Mm. But... um, yeah, so I I have nothing but sympathy. You know, I I didn't plan to be in this situation at age forty-four, but um, I'll, I'll just continue on. But yeah, I I do feel bad for them because uh, they're so handicap issues, homeless people. I don't know. It just seems so harsh. Yeah. And I'm not a fan of Christianity, but when I do meet those in Japan, I have to say they seem very kind-hearted. Hate to say it because I'm I hate religion, but um. When I meet those people, very rare, but when I do, they're they're really going out of their way to help, help homeless people in Japan. You know, mm-hmm. well, uh, that that
0: kind of, I think you were about to ask that question earlier. Do you think there's less of a stigma now because people are more westernized in Japan? Like, uh, I mean, or more? I'm sorry, more of a stigma because uh, you know, in the old days, like suicide was just extremely accepted way of dealing with your problems oh
3: they did it cool like harakiri
0: yeah yeah they
3: like honorable like it was cool but things. these yeah. days do
0: you think it's kind of there's some shame around it around killing yourself or having
2: a yeah yeah i i think as far as people are stressed because lack of employment or something yeah i i, I think it's it's different because rick and i we we're old enough to remember like mid to late 80s Nothing but fear in states about Japan taking over everything. Mm-hmm. Back then, if you worked really hard in school, you went to right college, lifetime employment in, in Kaisha, which is Japanese for cooperation. Mm-hmm. But that word kaisha is more than cooperation. It's really like <laughs> it's really like rest of your life, yeah, everything associated with you, its job. like you meet your spouse at work, mm-hmm. you, you know, and uh, if you work for Sony, you work them for the rest of your life. You you meet people in holidays with your colleagues and things like that. You use their maybe banking system or maybe buy a car from. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean's like the, you associate so much with the one com- company, Kaisha, right? Mm-hmm. Because of the large twenty years of harsh mm-hmm. economic situation in Japan,
1: mm-hmm.
2: for lifetime employment, it's not really possible for most people anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's it's really different. So um I haven't been to Japan in Japan last eleven years and um I I don't know what what to say. I I I hope people are more understanding of the situation. I think you know, you were saying before we were recording a lot of your yourself and your friends who was definitely gonna have a difficult time and just live in Japan. Yeah you leave. Yeah. 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 And and, and, and uh it's unfortunate because they need to be flexible and change with the time and I don't think they're doing that mm. what's that definition of insanity? keep doing the same way over and over expecting different results yeah and they're really having a hard time to change and you know this earthquake and tsunami in Japan I think that really put doubts in young people we, we already talked about this before yeah how, how incompetent government was you know
3: yeah and then because of like radiation people are moving out like my sister living. in my whole family live in Tokyo, yeah. and my sister's is moving to country because mm. it's, it's really bad, so getting weaker.
2: And that's that's unbelievable because you go back 25 years ago, Inaka, countryside, people from there moved to Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What does that tell you when the major city people leaving, you know?
3: That's
0: well, maybe, the, hopefully the property values will go down. And- I can
2: it know. has, I mean, yeah. uh, the bubble in the 80s was unbelievable, you know, yeah. um, but it's still expensive to live uh, in Tokyo. Yeah,
0: I don't think prices are in any major city are going down anywhere. So.
3: Oh. It's called Kasoka, right? Like the, the country, country area. So the older generation would work at the farm mm-hmm. or whatever, make vegetables. But then the kids doesn't want to stay there. Yeah. They want to all move to Tokyo. Mm-hmm. So then there's nobody who's going to take over the business and then become smaller city yeah, but yeah. now I guess people want to move out from Tokyo
2: to the yeah. country Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh,
2: a lot of changes anyway, good luck in Japan, Rick
0: thanks! <laughs> thanks, I'm not worried about radiation uh, I, if anyone has a cheap place in uh, <laughs> Fukushima, I'll, uh, I'll...
3: I heard the seaweed is good for you like if you eat seaweed You can protect
2: yourself. Is it true? Good luck with that one. (laughs) Good luck with that. The suicide uh, seaweed defense. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, um, rest in peace, Jake Malone, and we don't want to we don't have to mention your friend, but I'm very sad to hear that. uh,
0: I I just wanted to say about Nathan, like he he was just uh, aside from the fact that he was so uh, quiet and. Um, you know, that, which is why I really never got to know him. Really, I, he was just so very—he uh, was just somebody I—I I, I had like a little bit of jealousy of. You know, he was—he seemed like he had everything yeah. that I want. You know, you know, he was like, uh, and and there was a lot of—I had a lot of hope for him. I thought, man, this guy's going places. You know, yeah. it just seemed like it's just really. Uh, it's really fucked up to, to snuff that out. I, I'm, I'm very anti suicide, even though I, I do agree. Th- th- I do agree as an atheist that yes, people die all the time. They're going to die. Everybody's going to die. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think your life necessarily has meaning to anyone else, but it should have meaning to you. Yes. I that's really where my morality comes into play. I just think it's a real shame when people think that their life is meaningless.
2: I I just think, uh, you know, I, I gotta be careful because my dad did it, my cousin did it, my uncle did it. Yeah. But um, um, mm. if, if I'm 85, 90 years old and have a terminal cancer or something, or Alzheimer's or something, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I think if I'm in that situation, I I'm, I might look into suicide's option, you know. But I would like to say goodbye tour, or yeah, something, you yeah, know, yeah. Yeah. like
3: how would you go?
2: Me? Yeah. I don't like this gun thing because um, it's messy. Clean. Oh, <laughs> Somebody yeah.
0: has to clean up. Oh. You don't like it's, it's, that? It's, it's not cool. It doesn't, see, yeah, it seems like a real, it, it's very violent to the rest of the world, you know. It's like you're saying, here, here's a big mess for you, you know. You might as well be taking a big dump on all your loved ones, you know. Just, okay.
2: <laughs> Depends on if I have enough energy and have a moment of clarity. Let's say my mom, I'm, uh, I have a terminal cancer. It's it, uh, it's just a matter of time. I'm, I'm going through uh, suffer or whatnot, but I could move around. I'm so Americanized. I, this idea <laughs> of you killing yourself because things go bad. I, I'll probably, if I have enough um, energy, I'll probably make a list of people I don't like and try to <gasps> kill as many as I can. Mm. Yeah, oh. that, that that I love. Well, that's, that's
0: why uh, I, Then, then I, I'm then I'm torn because I don't want to die, but
2: I hope <laughs> you get cancer.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just people that I really loathe. And like uh, who? Depends depend, Depends on the
0: way <laughs> I think you better Keep that to yourself You, you to think figure. when you're <laughs>
3: 85 You have that much hatred Like Yeah because uh-huh.
2: I, I, I don't know it, it keeps me alive Hating <laughs> people It keeps you young Yeah
3: Is that
0: right? <laughs> How would you go? I've always Fantasized And <laughs> it, it, not, I've always fantasized Of uh, About jumping off of a high building for I, can't some oh. I, 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 I don't yeah. think I, I don't think I would ever do it i have total horrible fear of heights but it's like you gonna it,
2: pull Juzio Itami on us it's, uh-huh. a, it's
0: a it's like a fantasy in the sense that it's something that I dream about as a nightmare you know mm. it's like a it's like a horrible nightmare I can't yeah. help picking picking up the scab thinking about it yeah you know but I don't think I would ever do it because I am just so shit scared of heights
2: I I think mm-hmm. if I don't kill a bunch of people I don't like, then uh, I, I wouldn't mind going like heroin or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is. Uh, I don't
1: mind.
0: <laughs> people talk about the coward's way out. That that would definitely be my coward's way out because I know, you know, I'd you, there's it's a, just a massive euphoria. It's, right? It's like the easiest way yeah. to go out. You'd be you'd, you'd you'd be killing all your pain before you die. You probably wouldn't even realize yeah. it. Yeah. How would you do it? Buffet. <laughs> what
3: Buffet Just
0: my buffet <laughs>
3: Just like eat all this food Go to buffet Just keep on eating
0: <laughs> I don't think it works that way It
3: doesn't work <laughs> what, what is uh,
2: You know what's that gonna do You're what? gonna get so fat You wish you were dead <laughs> But it's not going to kill you <laughs> oh. How dare you We've <laughs> been serious No you're talking about I just want to eat a bunch of delicious food <laughs> And I can't do it anymore all right enough with the suicide talk but uh um Um, rest in
0: peace everybody
2: (laughs) so um i i asked um like four or five days ago to everybody to watch um um cutie and the boxer Hmm. documentary and also tom popo so um let's jump into tom popo for first um rick i'm just curious how would you explain to people who's never watched Tampopo which is by a great director uh Juzo Itami mm-hmm. oh is that, is that Itami Juzio
3: Itami Juzo in Japanese Japanese yeah mm-hmm. Juzo Itami in America.
2: Mm-hmm. uh it's a wonderful film they call it um I call it um uh, ramen eastern <laughs> yeah oh. yeah 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 it's got a it's it's got kind
0: of a western motif but it's it's a, a modern story it, but it, it the story goes all over the place. There is like a one main story, but then there is all these other r- random, seemingly random scenes. But then the thing that unifies the entire movie is food and humans' relationship to food and
2: uh, and food and sex,
0: food and sex, food and uh, you know social uh, conventions and food and uh, and. C- cooking is a, b- a big sure. part of it, you know. Just like you know, the yeah. the art of cooking and the art of serving food and everything
2: about food. Yeah,
0: it's it's it's, it's very. Uh, it's just an amazing movie because it.
2: It's comedy for most part. It's
0: a, it's comedy. It's got a really light, comic, mm-hmm. touch to it. Yeah, sorry, this cat is going all over the
2: place. And, um, um it, it it has a star, uh, Yamazaki Shitomu mm. and. um Rick and I, we were shocked, because this is something, thank God for Wikipedia, because (laughs) (laughs) he was in a movie, High and Low, which is a movie by uh, Akira Kurosawa, or Kurosawa Akira, Mm. and uh, he played a kidnapper in that movie, and like, I didn't even realize, I didn't even make connection until I read that yesterday, but that movie is incredible. Yeah. Mm. Tengoku, Jigoku, or Jigoku to Tengoku, which is heaven and hell, but Mm -hmm. in the American translations go high and low, Mm -hmm. but boy, talk about modern Japan and modern uh, detective story, Mm -hmm. and uh, boy, uh, who's in it, Uh, Toshiro Mihume, Nakadai,
0: yeah, my favorite.
2: And uh, of course, you have the star of Tampopo, uh, Yamazaki Tsutomu, playing the kidnapper. Mm -hmm. But boy, uh, there's so many other major Japanese actors in that uh, high and low, but boy, uh, what a pleasant surprise to see. And in in Tampopo, there's also uh, Ken Watanabe Mm. in uh, Last Samurai, he was also in uh, um, uh, Batman the recently Batman movie. He was also in, uh, what was the movie with Leonardo DiCaprio? Uh, Titanic? Uh, no, no. <laughs> All the building is shifting around in a dream sequence. Uh, um, I don't know. It's, uh, it's the same director who did uh, um, Batman movies. Not Dark City. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. no. It, it was uh, Inception. Inception, yes, yes.
3: Oh, he was in it. I didn't know. Yeah,
2: he was fantastic. Ken Watanabe is a great actor. He's so distinguished, tall, dark, good-looking, and uh, but in Japan, is he the biggest star in Japan? No. So outside in the outside uh, of USA, he's more famous outside of Japan. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. mm-hmm. you know when you talk about SMAP, mm-hmm. the boy band, and they also act and, and do comedy. Right. Takamura uh, Ken or what's his name? The best looking guy.
3: Kimura Takuya.
2: Oh, Kimura yeah. Takuya, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like the Japanese Brad Pitt, right?
3: Yeah.
2: Um, He's humongous in Japan. And I think he's probably bigger than Watanabe Ken. Yeah. But internationally, mm-hmm. Watanabe Ken is huge. Yeah. And he's been in the big blocks of boxer films, you mm-hmm. know? So it's interesting why someone would make huge imo- in their own country, but they don't make it big in uh, overseas, but mm. yeah, yeah. So Tom Popo, I, I, I really enjoyed a lot. I finally saw it for the first time in twenty years. And um, what 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 else did you like? It's basically, Gijio uh, uh, Itami's wife, uh, Miyamoto Nobuko. Yeah, and she plays the main character in Tom Popo.
0: She's just awesome. She's the, one of the greatest actresses. And
2: well. Rick, you said something interesting. You say she's great. She's got a great face. Uh, reminds you of Lucia Ball. It, yeah, the, her
0: her attitude reminds me of Lucille Ball because she's not she's not afraid to make herself look goofy, I and mean, she's and and when
2: it's, and she can be t- uh, quite tender.
0: Yeah, and and she can be a credible love interest, you know, like a Hollywood style. But she's just got a she's just got everything, in, and she's very charming. Her um, her face is not like conventionally pretty. But then, uh, the sometimes when she cleans up, she looks re- very, very pretty. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just she's got a really odd look to her. Other times, she looks like really schlubby. But she she's able to adapt her face to whatever situation. To me, part. she seemed
2: very versatile. Yeah, you know, she
3: was also in the movies called Marusa no Onna. The same yes, director. Yeah, yeah. She was really good in it. It's about like the taxi invasion. Yeah. In
2: English, it was yeah. taxing Women Part yeah. One and Two. Yeah. Yeah. I
3: yeah, I, I love yeah. the movie. And
0: then there was the last one was Maruta no Onna. Which, uh, oh. which is apparently the one that was the last straw that got Itami killed by uh, the, Yakuza. the Yakuza. I mean, or, or supposedly commits committed suicide. But uh, we've talked about. Okay, that. Okay, so before.
2: let's talk about that for a minute yeah. before we jump into the movie. So Juzo Jizu, Itami. Juzo. Juzo Itami. Hi. He. Okay, so he was a talented director and actor in the late 90s, like 96, 97, mm-hmm. there was an article talking about uh, his infidelity. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't... I'm generalizing, but infidelity happens everywhere. But in Japan, it doesn't have as a big stigma in Japan like it does in states. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and somebody of gay um, Geinojin, which is a Japanese word for uh, mm-hmm. people in show business, right? Uh, I, I think it's almost understood, even his wife who stars in Tampopo kind of knew. So the, the reason why we're talking about it because there's a journalist named Jake Adderstein we talked about. big. F- mm-hmm. We're both big fan. I don't agree with his human trafficking issues, but that's another issue. But, yeah. but when it comes to mob and crime issues, uh, Jake Adderstein is incredible. He believes Jijio Oitami was killed, murdered basically yakuza the mobs grabbed him uh, at the hotel and threw him out of the window mm. but they made it look like he committed suicide mm. and uh didn't you tell me like the 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 suicide note was typed and he really didn't type or something i right? did,
0: uh i can't remember but it was in um the tokyo vice book uh adelson ta- talks about it like uh at length it's 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 an amazing story because they they had already stabbed him three movies before that for uh, I think for uh, taxing women because yeah for a taxing woman uh, because
2: the mobs were uh, laundering their money through Pachinko parlors mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and everybody kind of knew about it but um, I think he was I could be wrong but I think he might have been Hiroshima in the movie theater mm. mm-hmm. um, he even criticized the emperor or something but some nuts tried to stab him multiple times he survived wow. but um, um, he was a brave man you know he he he, um, he expect a lot from his audience. And uh, if you have a chance, please watch Taxi Women, any movie by Mr. Itami san. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Uh,
3: I love one. ramen. Which one? I love ramen. ramen. And I also like the scene. Remember the part they are playing with egg and then shrimp on the Oh, yeah, stomach? yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Blow <laughs> my mind. I saw it as a kid. I'm like, why? That's what adults <laughs> do.
2: And <then> yeah. like <laughs> There's a scene in it, uh, Tom Popo, one of the gangster. Um, I, I I think. Um, his name is, he's, he's another Japanese actor that really quite uh, well yeah, oversees.
0: That, that's Koji Yakusho. Yeah, oh, uh, Yakusho Koji. Koji.
2: Yeah. Uh, for those of you, if you're familiar with him, he was in a movie called um, uh, Shall We Dance mm-hmm. in like mm-hmm. late 90s and went a huge blockbuster later and, on.
0: And he's also in this movie that uh, I, I keep uh, telling Yoshi to see uh, called uh, I Just Didn't Do It. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He plays um, yeah so, uh, so, sorry, demo. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. And he was in another movie called Eel. He become uh, something happened in the story where he befriends a eel, literally. Oh. and And terrific actor. But there's a scene at the hotel. Him and his girlfriend, they're having sex. But there's a lot of food play, foreplay with food. Yeah. yeah. So you know, there's a scene where uh, he get raw eggs put it put the yellow part in his mouth he would drop it in his girlfriend's mouth and she'll in his mouth. this thing go back and forth until it broke in her mouth and that scene you were talking about it was interesting there's a two live um, Aby- shrimp shrimp mm mixed with soy sauce or something in, uh, in, in a, a glass jar, bowl glass bowl yeah. on a girl's stomach so they're going crazy and like that the craziness is scratching her stomach and she's giggling like you know yeah,
0: yeah like she's being tickled
2: yeah yeah but the, but um, that's interesting stuff I, I think you're satisfying different appetite right like you eat food that's satisfying appetite but sexual yeah. appetite too and like it was kind of cool. I, I I can't understand. I think I think it's not for everyone, but um, mm-hmm. I, I could understand why some people are into like food and sex at some time. You know? I,
0: I I just think it's it's very uh, the, the I think the one of the reasons the movie appeals to everyone or a lot because of we all get hungry. A lot of in. people. Yeah, exactly. It's very, it, it makes food look great mm. <laughs> and even the stuff that i'm not really into like that scene you were talking about is kind of gross to me but yeah. but it's just the the fact that every scene ties back to that theme and it's like after a while it's like music you keep going back to that that theme mm-hmm. every you're like some random thing the there they there uh something's happening and then some all of a sudden some guy you've never seen in the movie yeah. comes running past and then the camera follows him. He's running through the city. He goes to some... some. Th- this total other plot happens, and it has something to do with food. And then you go back to the main plot, and then there's, like, another... Uh, it's very
2: street. strange because there's so many scenes, like, uh, unrelated and yeah. just random weird stuff. But know? Know? it all works because mm-hmm.
0: thematically it's so strong. You know, it's all... Mm-hmm. You know, you're just constantly about
2: eating. One of my favorite scenes from the movie is very touching, and this is something that... Um, if you have a good relationship your mother like this in, in some cultures like when mother dies and giving labor uh, birth to a child it's considered heroic and mm. and you know mothers are always there nurturing you but th- there's, th- there's this one t- very touching scene in the movie where this guy i didn't see uh, he was nowhere in the movie all you see him is running next to a train station barely gets home his wife is dying and the doctor and the nurse is there and basically they're kind of getting ready for her to pass as away. And she, he's screaming desperately, like telling her, don't die. And then, um, God damn it, go and make food. Your, your kids are getting... And there's three kids there. She She's dying, but she gets up and she go into the kitchen and make um, chahan, which <laughs> is fried rice. <laughs> and she barely make it. And while they're eating, she collapses and dies. And then uh, it, it's like there's a moment like a smile on her face and like she she was able to feed them. Mm-hmm. And um um it's almost like you know, when Jesus was having the last supper and whatnot, yeah. but but the he started crying, the kids start crying, but he scream and this is so Japanese when he <laughs> said, God damn it, your mother made the last meal for you, still hot eat it. Mm-hmm. They're eating while they're they're crying, you know. Yeah. And um
0: which I would think would put you off your food later on, you know, like... <laughs> you'd be, like... Be thinking of your dying mother every time you have a meal. But, yeah. You know. but, but it's but a, that, but it's a comedy, you know. The whole thing is... It, it, it's... It, what's great is, like, there's these very touching moments, but mixed with, like, kind of very crowd-pleasing humor. Yeah. Sort of, and clever humor, very... Clever fun, humor.
2: Yeah. And, and, you know... Um, I really like when you're like when you're making getting ready for the soup Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like they were saying like you need to have a chicken you also need to have pork but because they have a certain smell you have to put other vegetables something Mm -hmm. to mask the mm. smell, yeah. so you could enjoy the flavor. Or you right? have to parboil them first. Yeah, all the but day. throughout the movie, yeah. something ha- horrible happened. But they have to put something like light, uh, hearted stuff in between, so mm. you could still kind of, you yeah. know, like when you eat sushi. What's that little uh,
1: ginger?
2: Ginger and what's the Shoga? Other, that stuff that you eat? Those uh, little condiment that you eat. Uh-oh. It's it's almost like you just had one sushi. Uh-oh. You had a pleasure eating it. But mm. you take this condiment so you could, you could wipe that flavor. Oh,
3: like a clean, your palette.
2: Oh. Yeah. So you could try something else.
3: Yeah.
2: And like, it was throughout the movie with all this random weird stuff mm. that kind of prepared you for some of the good and bad stuff, you mm-hmm. know? And I, I I think... I never realized how good the movie... I mean, I, I thought it was so weird and I laughed. It just made me hungry. <laughs> but isn't it weird? Like, there's certain movies and certain books when you get old and you watch it, you notice things that you didn't notice before. Yeah. yeah, You know, and yeah. that's why I always think when you're a kid, when you read books like Grapes of Wrath or uh, Tom Sawyer oh. or uh, Great Gatsby, all this great n- literature, it's really weird because you're so young to appreciate those s- stories, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's like taking young kids to travel overseas Yeah, they don't appreciate. They're so young; they're not going to remember and appreciate. But it's very strange. And when you read literature or great movies, Mm -hmm. if you're too young, I don't blame young kids, and this is stupid. Yeah, because that's a normal reaction, I think. You know.
3: What was the book you really loved as a kid?
2: Well, I need to really think on that. What did you like, right?
0: I read uh, as a little kid or as a teenager.
3: Teenager.
0: And teenagers, uh, in teenagers, my teens, I was reading a lot of science fiction, and I uh-huh. remember liking a lot of Robert Heinlein and Harlan Ellison stuff. I, I loved a lot of it, but I, I don't know how much I. Oh, and Ray Bradbury, I liked him the when I was. Funny you there, say yeah.
2: that. That's the name that popped in my head. Yeah. Huh. Martian Chronicles, because I met that guy twice. He oh, spoke no. at Torrance High a couple of times. Hmm and I, uh, if I may I, I think the reason why Rick like it well, f- the reason <laughs> I like science fiction because science fiction you can imagine what might happen in the future mm. uh, in Hollywood you see all sorts of movies where something horrible happened but I kind of like the Ray Bradbury because they expand your imagination but they make things that seem impossible possible in the future you know mm. and, um, and of course they always help to meet the guy but um i don't know how much i really like science fiction where the future's so dark and terrible
0: <laughs> i i i g- developed a taste for that later and actually harlan ellison kind of s- s- set the spark because his stuff is kind of dark especially for kids but it's easy reading so i think I, yeah um stranger in strange land stranger in strange land i like that one there was something
2: something with a with cat uh cat there was a one book has a title where I thought there was a cat in the title with Highland's Cat Anyway. Uh,
0: there was another, there was one he did, uh, I, I remember it had um, it was about some kid who had this pet, it was kind of like a dinosaur-like alien creature yeah. on on, a, you know, they were living on some colonized world. Sure. And uh, I, I can't remember, I remember the creature was called Lum in the you know for short for lummox i think yeah uh, or uh it had a name like that and uh but i can't remember i can't remember the name of the the, the book anyway the star beast or something like that well how about yourself
3: i really love catching the Rye. Mm. Mm. it blew my mind like until then i was playing outside happy kids but <laughs> then when i read the book i'm like this is me mm. like i understand like what he's talking about like he mm. was talking about what like the bird at the lake and where does it go? I'm like, wow, like he read my mind. Did you
2: read it in English or in Japanese? In
3: Japanese. Mm. And then I read all his other stuff, like Nine Story and whatever. And then I used to go to library, and every time I find the book, I'll flip it because I didn't want to share with anybody else. I'm like, this is for me. Uh-huh. And then found out the guy who killed John Lennon loved yeah. that book too. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, something crazy about that book. But I really loved that book so much.
2: Wait, wait, there was another incident with that book. Somebody trying to murder there's been, somebody. There's
0: been more than one. I, I, I think Ronald Reagan. Yeah, really? it's mm-hmm. it's um, it became kind of a running gag with uh, conspiracy theories. Uh, you know that that book had
2: something to do with assassinations. And I wish someday when I have my comedy album, somebody go and try to murder somebody because it was mm-hmm. look at <laughs> how weird is I it? I hope it's you. Yeah, how weird is it? Like you write something now only once somebody tried to kill somebody big it happened twice that's strange yeah
3: it is Mm. strange
2: yeah isn't it strange like john (laughs) lennon almost got killed and president almost got killed that's a pretty big
3: yeah
2: if i write something where somebody some random person got killed that's horrible but you think like ronald Reagan almost got killed and john lennon
3: yeah Mm.
2: That's some good writing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good writing. <laughs> Only other book that have uh, that kind of track record is the Bible. I mean, oh. that has more inspira- inspired oh, yeah. people to do some crazy shit. But um, was well, yeah. there
0: *Crime and Punishment*? Maybe isn't that? Isn't that uh, am I thinking of the right Dostoevsky book?
2: Yeah, there's right. a murder, but it was such a. But
0: wasn't Leopold and Loeb? Didn't they have something? Uh, some uh, fascination with that book? Or maybe I'm...
2: Leopold, is that the the king of Belgium or something? Or Germany? I can't remember.
0: No, you know, that's I I don't even know what the hell I'm talking about. I think that was the, those are the guys who were um, arrested for kidnapping the Lindbergh baby, right?
2: Oh, I don't know anything about that. What they're reading a book.
0: One of our, one of your listeners is going to say, that guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah. So I'm ta- I'm saying it right now. I don't know what I'm talking about.
3: In Japan, crime and punishment is like a school thing. You have to read it and yeah. write an essay about it. Uh-huh. And it was so long, I just thought it, it's bad to commit a crime and you get punished. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I and hope and you I didn't get a good grade I didn't have it. a yeah, good grade. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. Remember you say, why, why is Kurosawa so popular over here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so... He is a massive fan of uh, Russian literature, especially Dostoevsky, for sure. Mm. And um, I I think the reason Kurosawa is so popular in the West, and he was more popular in the West than Japan, Mm. because he was such a a lover of individualism, and um, he was influenced by Russian literature, Shakespeare, and and he read many of the literature outside of uh, comfort of Japanese, you know, literature one yeah uh, but you could see it it's like it's always individuals uh, struggling with something you know and that was a uh,
0: I, I I I love uh, I love his movies I didn't like um, kagamusha mm-hmm. for some reason mm-hmm. I didn't think that shadow
2: warrior was. yeah
0: for some reason uh, I thought that. have you seen it
2: sorry
0: mm-hmm. that one seemed le- like it wasn't it was the least individualistic of any of his movies that Mm -hmm. I've seen, it was more about you know, big shots you know, like
2: collective action and shit like that Kagemusha was, you know, Takeda Shingen when -hmm. he died he had a double who pretended to be him because he was fighting with Oda Nobunaga, one of the three overlords who united Japan. But the fear oh. was, if no, Oda Nobunaga knew he was dead, he would be invaded by Nobunaga. So mm. um, this Kagamisha, Kagemusha, shadow, mm-hmm.
1: right? Mm-hmm.
2: So they they had uh, people that looked like them to so make sure they looked like a uh, he was alive. But um,
0: wow. um, maybe if I n- understood more Japanese history, I. I it would have more resonance for me but it seemed like it w- like all his other movies have this really strong humanist yeah. point of view and that one just seemed like strictly politics to me it, yeah and it didn't mm. really didn't have any i wasn't enthralled by it at all i, I mean I, it I, looks great like all his movies but you know just
2: i don't even know how to explain but I, I just love anything to do with sengoku jidai which is mm-hmm. a very important period of japan and yeah. like it always disappointment when I meet young people from Japan that they they don't know any of it they have no interest and i I, I cannot believe I just think Japanese history is one of the most interesting history in the world mm. for sure and um, um, what, what what an amazing history you know and um, um, yeah so I, I highly recommend people watch uh Teki how would you explain that in English
3: I, uh what is it? What what Historical piece? Yeah.
2: drama or yeah. historical drama? Yeah. But you know, in Star Wars, Jedi Knight, Jedi come from <laughs> Jedi, take it. Oh, mm-hmm.
3: Jedi.
2: Because um, Spellberg and uh, George Lucas are big fan of Kurosawa and uh, mm-hmm. oh. his movie Hidden Fortress. Yes. Many other characters. That are,
0: he stole the plot from Star Wars. Yes,
3: yeah.
2: really. <laughs> the two thieves in Hidden Fortress in Kurosawa's movie, R two D two and three three. Uh, C3P. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a very uh, rough and uh, tomboyish princess. That's Princess Leah. Oh, and, wow. And uh, Toshiro Muhumin's character is based on uh, what was later made into uh, Han Solo's character. That's so, crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when you look at Kurosawa's other movie, like uh, Seven Samurai, he would tell you it's not an original idea. There was another American novelist story where a bunch of cowboys came to rescue. Oh, the, so the
0: Magnificent Zone.
2: That was copy of uh, oh uh, that's
0: right yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, there was yeah.
2: another story so there people inspire other people mm. you know mm. but Crossbow uh, was incredible waters but going back to Tom Popo, I, I just thought uh, what a wonderful film and um, there's a f- another funny scene where this old lady go to grocery store and all she just squeeze food and stuff <laughs> 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 because peach is really funny when they squeeze that because. Isn't it true, like, there's a reference, like, a peach to homosexuality, remember? Yeah. Like, because peach shaped like an ass. Yeah. So she was squeezing peach like somebody's ass. Yeah, and you see and the juice coming he was squeezing the juice, the juice coming out. Juice
0: coming down the crack of the, you know, the little cleft of the peach. There. Yeah. yeah.
2: There's like a lot of... But she was going around like pushing her thumb through a cheese. Oh, I really thrift. wanted
0: that shop owner to catch her and like kick her to death. Yeah. If it only had been Yoshi running that store. <laughs> it's
2: it, it, it's terrific. I, I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, um, it's, you get hungry watching it. Yeah. And and yeah. golly, do you remember the scene, Michael? Uh, there's a scene when... Um, Yakusho Koji, mm. Oh, mm. he was at the beach, he saw this young teenage girl jumping into the water and get oyster, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and and he got one free from her. She opened it for him and he's trying to suck it out <laughs> and he cut his lip because it's kind of still attached inside the shell. So she gently take the sh- uh with the knife, uh, uh, loosen the uh, yeah. an oyster and um, he starts sucking it out of there. And he's <laughs> bleeding and next thing you know, and she literally looked like 12 or 13. Yeah. And they're like, French kissing.
0: Yeah. She's licking the blood off of his lips. While, yeah. Uh, while uh, all the other Fisher women look on, you know, it's, 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 <laughs> it's I don't know, you, you can only do that in the 80s, I guess. Like, it's just so, you know, she looks so young.
2: Pe- pe- people get really uncomfortable saying that, but you know, in a, if you're talking like a, some of the hardcore Jewish people, they would tell you like, a young girl turns to woman when they have a first period. Right. And and you know, um, some girls mature quicker than others, and yeah. and and um, I'm not I'm not saying go and fuck young girls, <laughs> but to, to say like, you, there's you,
0: a Jewish saying that if a young girl offers you an oyster, then that means that she's she's ready. Really? For He's real? making that up.
2: <laughs> I, know, I I go. You know, I understand because he looks so old. <laughs> he looks so old. One leg, one leg on the couch. One leg in a coffin. <laughs> so everything that come out of his mouth must be wisdom and stuff. Uh-huh. Believe <laughs> me. Um, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Like I go. Really? <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's not like I know this is I know people are not gonna like it but like that's such a turn-on for me like wow she's only 12 or 13 and the way he she was kissing him Mm -hmm. like that tongue it looks like you're like like um, sea urchin how do you say it in Japanese? Uni. Uni. Mm -hmm. Her her tongue look like a uni. Mm. In
0: Yoshi's defense they do. Oh you don't have to defend me. (laughs) They do show that she has breasts fully formed breasts as I a mean uh, she, so. could,
2: she could very well have been like 17, 18, 19, 20 years old but look very young I don't yeah, yeah. know but she's but, past but, puberty but, but for so. my sake I hope she's 12 or 13 yeah. so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for your fantasy as you're going to sleep tonight
2: you want. <laughs> yeah I um I think we were talking a little bit of Lolita today mm-hmm. by Vladimir yeah. Nabokov no, 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 and I'm sure Kurosawa read that too. And I, I know a lot of people not reading the book think it's all about 37 year old man having sex with a 12 year old, which is true. Mm-hmm. But um, it's interesting when you read that book, it's, people think it's a bunch of uneducated, like uh, perverts are doing that. Mm-hmm. But um, when you, if you read the book, you know what you learn? The people with a high education and a lot of liberal art education, they have a higher sense of aesthetic and art. Mm-hmm. Because of that, it's almost like their education kind of incite them to be excited by that sort of things. Like, um, like if you read like "Death, Death in Venice," it's a story about this guy fall in love with this 12-year-old boy, like a really young boy. He's so beautiful, he fall in love with it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Nothing sexual happened, I don't, I don't remember. But when you have aesthetic and art classes, things like that, when you have this so-called higher taste, because you, you hide behind the aesthetic when you see beautiful things, you could almost kind of justify, like, mm. well, I just have a, a better taste. Mm-hmm. I'm not a savage because mm-hmm. I, I, I appreciate these things mm-hmm. in liberal arts. Um, so I, you're which, saying which I thought was very, very strange. And, and not to mention, we live in an age where I, I think there's more. I, I don't know. Do you think there's more pedophilia incident because there's more internet reporting to tell people there's people are getting catched? Or there was always been pedophilia stuff where people attracted young kids, but there was no way to put in, like, a, uh, news to everyone. Do you know what I'm trying to say here? I know what you're trying to say. You want to know my theory? Yes. Is
0: that uh, it's become more of a thing because there's all this propaganda that all men want to fuck little kids. Mm-hmm. And that's, like... Uh, and that's so that's internalized. And so uh, people who are maybe confused about their sexuality or yeah. insecure suddenly think, Oh, that must be my problem. And I, I I just think it's so overblown. I mean it's one it it's good that people are more aware yeah. that it happens. Like in the old days you're right, nobody knew or you know, even cared, especially if they were in the Catholic Church. I think
2: there's always been people are attracted to young
0: kids. Oh, absolutely, but I, I think it's it's rare. I don't think there's this, there's this huge swarms of guys who are looking to fuck kids. I just don't see it. I, it I, the, I, I, I would, if you unless you if you differentiate it between underage uh, girls and boys, then yes, but underage includes teenagers, which everybody wants to fuck a teenager.
2: I um. It's very confusing sometimes because um, when these young, attractive women ha- w- wearing a very attractive, revealing clothes, let's say a girl, like you were saying, your friend with big boobs, and she's wearing this attractive thing, yeah. guys going to stare, yeah. and they get upset. It's a really weird dynamic because they want to look sexy, to be looked at. also don't like getting stared at it's just like it's really confusing for guys too like Mm -hmm. if you don't want to stare at us it probably help us if you don't dress like that but you have a right to dress like that it doesn't mean you you deserve a harassment either Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but what's confusing also for us i wonder sometimes is there more pedophile incidents because we promote such a youth culture, right? Mm. Like younger girls are seen more in a sexual outfit and things like that. Mm-hmm. And and it's really confusing. If you're marketing people always marketing young kids when they're revealing clothes, bombarded over and over and over mm-hmm. yet we don't want you to think about those things, mm-hmm. it's really confusing to me. I'm not I'm not trying to blame the marketers, but yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say here? Like in one hand they're trying to sell younger kids in like a revealing outfit and this and that. Mm-hmm. And why is it surprising if there's more uh, incident guy trying to fuck young kids or like?
0: Um, I just think people should look at the reality and not this ideal. I mean, I don't know. I I've come to terms with you know what I'm attracted to, and it's mm-hmm. not. And uh, of course, I'm attracted to uh, you know young attractive women, but. And, you know or, or you know even teenage girls, but it's like I, I I would never want to have sex with one you know it's just so the reality is yeah. is so much different than the, oh, that's what the this fa- ever happened the fantasy the fantasy is what's being sold to us it's not it, you you would never want to be in the same room sure. with a fucking 15 year old and have to make conversation it, it'd be
2: ridiculous um haven't haven't this ever happened like when you meet some girl? And next thing you know, without even thinking, you're popping, like... You're imagining your dick in her mouth. <laughs> oh. Wow. Yeah, how many times has that happened to you,
0: Aiko? I,
3: I don't know. I think women are different. I For sure. Yeah, we don't think that way. But then, for some reason, like, if I see somebody attractive... No, I don't even think of that. Like, I see a girl, and I'm like, oh, I want to,
2: you know, put my shit in it. Mm. No, but I'm just saying, I'm talking to, like... I think a lot of guys think like that, yeah. or pop in their head. I do. <laughs> when a girl's bending over and picking something, those things pop up. I don't force myself to think that way, it just pop in my head. I'll
3: picture it naked.
2: Oh yeah. Naked, yeah. or how nice, I just meet someone, how nice is it to just grab her head and just jam it in her mouth or something like that. I'm not saying go and do that, <laughs> but these thoughts do pop in my head. Um, but I think it's just, I, think, I don't think it's a problem if you don't cross that line.
0: I think anything you can think about is fine. You know, you can thoughts are just thoughts. <laughs> you know,
2: but I think even more like, boy, I would like to kill this guy, this annoying prick. You know, mm-hmm. and then uh, but, but that doesn't mean I'm going to go kill him. But, but
0: I'm still walking around. Yes, so mm-hmm. you, know, you know that it's mm-hmm. just a thought.
2: Um, but when you when you meet young girls, and some, of course, this is not something that your friends want to hear. But like you'll meet your Friends, kids, and like, they get to the point, like you know, those awful thoughts pop in your head. But mm-hmm. I, I, I just think it's it's perfectly fine as long as you don't cross that line. But you know, recognize we're very sensitive about First Amendment and thought control, and you know, yeah. under this new por- pornographic uh, child porn laws, Lolita might be considered a child porn.
0: Yeah, I just think it's a it's a bad. Uh it's a slippery slope when you start talking about what people can think about, or Mm. or talk about, or write about, or draw, you know, it it just doesn't uh, there's no there's no reason for that there there should be a strict and I always respected that about Japanese culture because you've got, you know, manga that are completely perverted and twisted and, and violent and sexual that anyone can read at any age and i always thought that showed a really healthy society in that way that that they trust the average person to separate fantasy and reality yeah which they don't in america it's very it's consider- i mean they do with somehow with violence you can do that but not with sex
2: yeah, somehow it's okay to watch a bunch of violent shit and it has no effect on you and you can watch it. But yeah. somehow if you put sex, it's, it's uh, very strange. Yeah. Europeans are the other way around. They want to show less violence. Sex is not a problem, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Tom Popo, you want to say anything more about Tom Popo?
3: No, that's good.
2: I just uh, love the, I kind of want to, I'm interested hearing after this podcast, if you're interested, just watch the movie, enjoy it. It's wonderful, yeah. Itami-san. I I think he, I think he was murdered. It's very sad. Uh, if he, he would have lived, I don't know how much more work he would have done with his wife. And um, in fact, the book that we recognize, we always talk about, Straight Jacket Society" by Dr. Miyamoto. Mm. The foreword was written by Mr. Itami-san about how um, there were a problem in Japan. And um, you know, when you criticize something, it's not because you hate them, because you you love them so much that mm. you wanted them to get better. And mm-hmm. I think that's what we won for Japan,
0: you know, and uh. and his his uh uh Itami's uh, widow is a great actress, and she's in every one of his movies that he directed. Uh, in fact, I think they may have met as actors because uh, she was an actress through mm-hmm. through the seventies, uh, and he he was an actor before he became a director. Sure, and um, yeah, any of his movies are great, and uh, coincidentally. They all star or feature her, and she's she's just really great comics comic actress.
2: Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm very sorry that uh, Miss Miyamoto Nobuko, uh, her career kind of like, stagnated after her husband died.
0: I I was looking at IMDb, and it looks like she did a lot of she still does TV from time to time. So Mm. she's been working through the
2: last decade
0: doing TV shows.
2: Um. Maybe we'll talk about the other movie another time, um, but but a couple of questions. um, So we were were talking like why some actors in Japan do really well in Japan, but when they try to do something overseas, Mm -hmm. they don't do well. And Mm -hmm. there are Japanese actors that do really well overseas. But perhaps they don't. They're not as big in Japan. Yeah. It's very, very odd. Do you have any idea why, call?
3: I think in Japan, the the kind of guy we like is very girly. Like we mm. never find somebody who's masculine and um, manly attractive. Mm. So a girly guy would do really well. But here they want if they want men, they want men.
0: Yeah. So I yeah. think
3: that's like the
0: where does where does the uh, Kitano. T- uh, beat Takeshi. Uh, yeah where does Takeshi Kitano fit into all that? Because How big uh, in Japan is he?
3: Huge. He was like the biggest comic. I grew up watching him yeah. doing comedy.
0: But people think of him as a comic there more than as an action movie
3: right, yeah. guy. Right, I yeah. I mean I find him attractive but then in Japan he's not s- sold as you know good-looking actor or anything like that. P-
0: part of his, part of his comedy is his intimidation factor right yeah it's crazy because he's so uh well you know
2: i I tried to watch some of his stand up from the 70s and he was talking about subject matter that most japanese don't talk about like he was making fun of handicapped people (laughs) and burn victim and i love it yeah but that's you know you probably watch more than i have but that's not a typical manzai stand up a uh, topic that people talk about so I, I was really astonished when he was talking about it and people laughing but they're also like <laughs> like gasping because they just <laughs> can't believe some of the stuff he was talking about yeah mm-hmm. and until he had an opportunity to make a movie uh um violent cop no even uh oh Son uh, that, of Tang. Oh, oh that was oh, that, that so came that? Later. Yeah, yeah oh. that movie some other director was doing it but there was some kind of problem so he ended up taking over and became a director for it and then that's that's the one I think the first movie that made really I thought
0: that came later I thought that was that's the one he
2: kind of got him noticed overseas Mm -hmm. oh I see what you mean yeah Yeah. and um, there's some like uh, you know every one of us have a certain speech pattern so certain people have a certain pattern acting and directing Mm -hmm. it it was very different and made some notice overseas and like when I saw it and like I really loved it the very subtle things no overacting yeah even when they're shooting each other everybody kind of stay in one spot keep shooting until (laughs) everyone's Mm -hmm. dead I find that really odd
0: (laughs) it's 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 all part of like he took like the idea of deadpan comedy and translated it into like Mm. like a violent movie you know like the idea like that yeah, just you stand stand and like so like um a gunfight becomes just like like a staring contest. You yeah. Know? <laughs> instead of instead of a lot of running around, you know, it's not like the John Woo kind of fucking calisthenics or anything like that, you know? Those
2: it, yeah. it just those Chinese movies are wonderful, and unbelievable yeah. acrobatic style, yeah. but in real life, people most people don't fight like yeah. that. Mm. And I'm not saying Kitano's thing You mean in slow motion? Yeah, yeah, the, the, the Kitano thing is not same either. But I, I'm more inclined to think his way of violence is more realistic than, say, like, those crazy, unbelievable acrobatic fighting. Yeah. It's so beautiful. But when you fight, it's it's just the pornography, too. Who fucked like that? Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hair angle, makeup, and the come shot is perfect. And, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. In the real life, it's just never... I like movies when you see violence it's 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 for what it is it's horrible mm-hmm. mm. it's not something that you should be feel good about mm. yeah. it's not something that you should make you, it, it, it just it should be a horrific event and when you watch it stop it's just hor- horrifying mm. you know
1: mm.
2: and then uh, I, I really like Big Takeshi's movie but yeah. going back to him he's very unusual because he's a writer he produced TV shows he acts he produced movies he directs movies And I think out of all the Japanese show business people, he's one of those few guys actually have a lot of um, critical acclaim. Maybe not last 10 years with some of the newer stuff, Mm -hmm. but some of the older stuff like Hanabi, Uh, Yeah, Man, those movies, uh, when the French intelligentsia is loving it, you know, uh, they have a lot of respect. Now, when it comes to financial rewards, I don't know how much money his movies has made. Mm. I don't
0: know, but I know in the late 90s, he produced a shitload of other people's movies as well. Yeah. Like, his, his uh, production... And it's funny that, that a lot of the directors that he produced <laughs> kind of aped his style of directing. Like, they all kind of have that very uh, deadpan, slow-paced, yeah. like, editing style of, you know, long takes and 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 kind of quirky, uh, uh, quirky comedy, very n- slow... Like not obvious, kind yeah.
2: Of stuff, and I knew, I knew watching his movies how wonderful they are. You know, like even Hanabi, where his wife is dying from cancer, mm. and he's he's a cop, but he's breaking all the law to give him give her more that what little time she had to give her like a meaningful, wonderful few days, and mm. it's it's got a very sad ending to it, but. um, um it's really weird to see so much tenderness in you know, such a fucking violent film. <laughs> it's so violent, yeah. you know? And in like, when you watch Chinese movie with fighting, it looks like, so beautiful like a ballerina. Like, it's unbelievable acrobatic and mm. uh, athleticism. Yeah. But when you see B. Taekish's violence, like, it's amazing, but you you don't feel good. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's like my yeah. horrible joke. Like, you yeah. might laugh, but like, you don't feel good about laughing at that, that joke, you mm-hmm. know? Um, yeah, so I, I, I love his, I just, I'm a big fan of his. And when Tarantino talk about him, like, wow, the, you know, when when Tarantino says such wonderful things about you, I just feel like, good for him. Yeah, He, he done it all. Comedy, serious acting, violence, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, he even plays Zatoichi, which is the legendary Japanese TV show where Blind Swordsman, and that was great. Did
0: you, li- did you like that one? I didn't like that one.
2: It's almost like when you see like a postmodern version of opera or something. Yeah. Like they get too little clever. I mean, I, I I liked it for what it was. Um, I just like when he does a vi- simple violent film and not trying to overact. Oh. Yeah.
0: No one else can play Sadoichi though, man. But uh, the original, the original guy was uh, yeah.
2: amazing. Yeah. yeah. He's he's great. So you like his comedy when you were growing up? Hmm. Yeah. And he said that he used to have TV show because TV show makes him money and turn around and use that money to make movies. So oh, okay. He really is an artist, yeah. I have to say. Yeah.
0: I was amazed the few times I w- was in Japan that he's still doing TV just as much, you know. Like, he needs yeah, the money. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's, he's, it's not as... Uh, he doesn't seem to be... He seems to be kind of like not contributing as much as he used to. Like, I've seen clips from his... 90s stuff where he's really 80s and 90s where he's really uh, the star of the show. You know. Yeah. Now it just seems like he's just another celebrity, mm-hmm. you know, face that they have in the corner of the screen while they're looking yeah. at something. You know? But uh, yeah, he's a great character, and th- th- his whole backstory, you know, his accident and everything is sure.
2: amazing. And I'm, I, I think I have a feeling for him because his his mother, when he was acting bad, used to say like, "You're bad because your grandfather is Korean" or whatever like that. <laughs> is. Yeah. Um.
3: Also, I like it because he came from like a strip joint. Mm-hmm. He grew up to comic and working at the strip theater. Yeah. There was like a naked women, and he came in young and he found his voice there. Yeah. So I find it like interesting.
2: And 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 I I know some liberal white people especially get uncomfortable when you make fun of these so- so-called um, unfortunate groups of people
1: mm.
2: but I kind of like I kind of understand where he's coming from because people always consider them invisible like they're not even there that's <laughs> the problem is that they're invisible it's not so if you make yeah. them I know it makes the liberal people uncomfortable but at the same time make them make them realize those people do exist and, and um, even if you ridicule them in a little bit of it, I could kind of see good in ridiculing them because you're actually making them like real, they're really there. Yeah, most Japanese prefer like those people didn't exist.
3: Yeah, it's true,
2: it's so true. Yeah, yeah.
3: I, I didn't know there's people with autism until I came here. Yeah, mm. you hardly ever see it like your parents would hide you, but here they're out, you know, doing wow. their activity.
2: Crazy, yeah. and mental illness is something that, um. This is something where I think white people are just amazing and wonderful. Yeah, amazing because thank you. They go up, mm-hmm. they go up, and like they talk about their problem, and they're, just, they're so honest about it. Yeah. To most Japanese, it's just like it's embarrassing for the family, but I think most Japanese also feel like they're making their problem everyone else's problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know,
0: that's what I'm here for.
2: So mm-hmm. I, I think I think that's a that's part of it, but. I think it's really brave to go and say, I have a fucking problem. You know, this happened to me when I was a kid or my mother was an alcoholic and I had a this and that.
0: I don't... I, it may seem that brave to you, but I, I think uh, it's just so part of American culture. It's just a way of getting attention. I think the Japanese view is is about it. There is some truth to that, that it's just that... I, I, I don't know. I. I, I, I like... That we're uh, when I say we Americans are are direct about a lot of things, mm-hmm. but on the other hand, there is a huge me 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 kind of attitude we, where it, it, where where, I mean, where the more uh, you can describe yourself as a victim, the 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 more attention you'll get and the more uh, you know sympathy. You, I, I, you I agree.
2: I, I think w- we don't like it when they're taking advantage of it. I, yeah. I um, um and of course Japanese people are right too that they should have dignity but I, I think I just don't like when they go too extreme in one side or another there should be some kind of moderation where you can talk about your problems sure. and deal with some dignity or get your help You know, yeah. mm-hmm. Th- and that's the hard part I think uh, once again trying to spend the plates on the stick <laughs> um, so um yeah, Vito Takeshi, big fan. Um, Nothing not but the. Um, but can we talk a couple other like actors that they, they they speak pretty decent English? Yeah. They're kind of known in the states, or at least I think the Westerners recognize their faces, but maybe not knowing who they are. So um, I I was surprised. So you know that Yasuoka, do you? Mm, yeah so
0: uh, who is in Mm temple
2: is that is that him Mm -hmm. oh that's the guy yes i'm sorry yeah Yeah. so he he was famous for shall we dance and he he plays really good subtle roles um and uh, he was the guy who had the girlfriend passing out the egg egg through their mouth whatever but mm. he was in the movie EO and yeah he's a he he's put his
0: no the, that, the the one the the egg guy was uh Yaku- Koji Koji, Koji, Koji. oh wait, a wait
2: so who is uh There's italian in Japanese. is
0: the guy who's half uh italian right
2: yeah oh that's right sorry and um that's right um so I think Oh, okay so i'm sorry i think uh, you're talking about Koji so uh, we talk about Takeshi, uh King Watanabe we talk about he he's more known i think in uh, overseas yeah. because he does a big blockbuster film mm-hmm. inception uh, uh Batman and uh last Samurai. It's funny
0: because he looks as an older guy he looks kind of tough but uh in in uh popo he, he's 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 like this young fresh faced mm-hmm. kid Punk, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: In fact, Ken Watanabe looks so distinguished. He, he 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 has a statue like Clint Eastwood was when he was mm-hmm. younger, like the Dirty Harry or mm-hmm. something. But he has a sense of humor and tenderness of uh, I don't know how would I explain. The, the, there's a sweetness to the guy, mm-hmm. and um, he he's he's terrific. But it's surprising to That's hear. From a, as I said, he's like Ernest Borgnine. Just shut up.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but but it's not that. B. Takish is bigger than him in Japan. Yeah. 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 And uh, but what what but what about this guy? Sanada Hiro Yuki.
3: He's like a heartthrob. Yeah,
2: yeah, and those of you who've watched Lost, he was what uh, he was a member of Others. Mm. Uh, he was in a TV show on ABC called Revenge. Oh, okay. Uh, he was in the movie Wolverine, Rush Hour 3, and um, um, terrific English speaker, good actor, and, um, you know, good-looking guy. And um, how does he rank in Japan? Is, uh, uh, is he super famous there? Or? Yeah, he's famous. How does he rank compared to Ken Watanabe and uh, B. Takeshi-san? is
3: Takeshi's big, because he has a TV show. It's on every week. But other, other people, they are known as more of like, Stage actor or like movie actor,
0: mm-hmm, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. But once you make it in Hollywood, you become big in Japan too.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, we were talking about this before. Like a couple of these guys are uh, more are no, are are known in the states for doing Hollywood blockbusters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think the point I was trying to make is I think that people who are our fans of Hollywood blockbusters are less likely to know the names of the foreign actors, whereas it's not they,
2: just for, not not just foreign actors, but characters like we usually yeah. say like that guy, yeah, or that, that, that guy or that yeah. guy.
0: But guys, nerds basically who are into like Japanese movies know Beat Takeshi and they're or total. Sure. He's like got lots of name recognition because those guys do know the names of the actors. Sure. Mm. So and I think he'd probably be the biggest over here,
2: and like if if you talk about like all time, yeah, like Toshirô Mihume and uh, uh, Naka, Nakadai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know
0: about Nakadai. I, I I love him. He's one of my favorites. But I think Mifune, uh, by far, has the biggest Who, what was of the, th- the classic uh, uh, actors. You know.
2: What's that guy's name? Or uh, Takakura Ken maybe? Takakura maybe. Ken is up there, but Shimura uh um, no 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 not the comedian he's um he, <laughs> he was in last uh seven samurais and he also uh, uh the old guy oh yes and, I uh, I always forget it. and uh he um he he was um um very distinguished and um why am i forgetting his name you're also
0: in tokyo story mm-hmm. No, 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 he no, was no. not in Tokyo Story. Oh, okay, all right. I
2: don't think so. Much. But he was not a distinguished actor uh, in history of Japanese cinema and a um, uh, terrific actor. Um, but I, I, I think right now living Japanese actors, hmm. Watanabe is probably known mostly overseas. And uh, Sanada-san is getting up there. He, you see him in a lot of TV shows. Um, what about this girl, uh, Kikuchi Linko. Uh, those of you who watch Babel with uh, Brad Pitt, she was a naked girl in that movie. But she was also in the Pacific Rim. And um, good for her, but how, is she big in Japan? I think uh, she's
3: bigger here. I think.
2: There's other actress big in Japan, but... Um,
3: Koyuki, was yeah. it? The girl was, uh, she was in... Uh,
2: Love interest in Tom Cruise's uh, Last Samurai. Yeah. She's beautiful. She's yeah. what I call classic Japanese beauty. Mm. Um but it's interesting that what skill that you need and uh appearance and personality to do well in Japan it's not necessarily same thing uh overseas like this is something you said interesting most japanese men like kawaii onnanako mm. like cute girls not beautiful girls mm. like sexy girls yeah yeah and and then uh in this overseas if when they think of a japanese girl they probably like beautiful japanese girl not cute girl
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. being cute is everything in japan i remember first time i saw like a pinup girl like how they pose yeah it's very like how you aggressive mm-hmm. and wild like they they like the same pose like they kind of like to crawl like animals here. yeah yeah and i find it shocking because if japanese girl did it we don't find it attractive yeah. we like socks certain things we like but here they're like you know always certain things like they like like putting the finger in the mouth whatever like mm-hmm. such suge- I love like suggesting aggressively yeah it's supposed to be hot here
0: it's weird i don't think of it as an aggressive thing it's just it's like a totally different style of of uh yeah. of sexy and i don't i don't even think yeah i'm not into that cool i'm i'm with yoshi i don't like the kawaii
2: shit either it, it's um But that's what japanese men like Mm -hmm. yeah what do you think do you think because the cute girls are more easy to deal with and control
3: i think it's still subliminally we think like women supposed to be submissive yeah so then that's like what's attractive Mm -hmm. you know you're trained to think that way Mm -hmm. so when women is more independent and like being sexy doing women's shit it's not it doesn't turn
2: because When you look at Japanese porn and you see some Asian girls in American porn, I, I find like, I'm friend with uh, um, Asakira. She's a beautiful girl. She's
3: funny on Twitter.
2: She's very funny. <laughs> very That's what I, I heard uh, your
0: friend Jen Norton was, was talking about in one of her tweets. He said uh, she, that she tweeted, uh, opinions are like assholes, fuck yours. <laughs>
2: and she's she's very very funny and she's very sexy but for me i don't know if real regular japanese men will find her attractive Mm -hmm. because she's too sexy and too aggressive and uh, very confident and uh, i think she's beautiful she's she's like sister to me but um she's not what i call kawaii i don't Mm. think they will apply that that kind of sexiness is I don't know why, why that's the case. And like, you know, last 10, 15 years, like even in Japan and South Korea, the kind of guy that women like is almost metrosexual type looking guys, mm-hmm. right. you know. And one other thing that I remember... Here I come, ladies. Yes. <laughs> one of one the things I remember, you know, spending this, reading about this sort of things, when you live in, in a third world country where there's a lot of um, health disease and parasites and things like that, women find men with a masculine look more attractive than others so when you go like Iraq you look at like Saddam Hussein that's like it's a third world country he's a good looking guy but he has like a tough rough aggressive look Mm. not anymore well he's dead now Mm
1: -hmm.
2: whereas when you have like a rich country like US and Japan like um, Justin Bieber Mm -hmm. he's a good looking kid good looking guy but I can't say that's a very aggressive masculine look mm. he's a good looking in a cute way yeah you know? yeah I I can't say when Schwarzenegger was the peak of his career he's a good- looking guy but you never say oh hes a, that's a cute looking guy mm-hmm. yeah you don't do that um, so uh, going back Kikuchi Linko, she's she she's doing look like she sounds like she's doing really well overseas yeah. but not o- okay in Japan okay in Japan and um, how about, um, maybe we, we'll talk about this, and maybe we should end, because well, we, we're 15 minutes away from two hours. So this this is an actor that i really loved, and I was very sad, he passed away in 1989, the movie that I went to see as a 20-year-old kid. I was very happy to see that movie. It, it was one of those, like, growing up in the state uh, for that 10-year period. It just made me proud to watch this movie, <laughs> because, um, they show this actor in such a wonderful light even though he was playing bad guy. And of course I'm, I'm, I'm talking about Black Rain, and uh, uh, I'm talking about Matsuda Yusaku. Mm. And um, do you want to talk a little bit about him? Well, what, what What do you know about him? And he's,
0: I'll,
3: he's two of his kids is famous actor. And a daughter and a son. Yeah, so his whole family is successful.
2: But he died uh, much younger, right? He died when he was 37, 38. He, he, he died out of cancer. And while he was making um, The Black Rain, uh, he was dying from the cancer, but he didn't tell anyone. And That's if,
3: so Japanese, yeah, right?
2: He doesn't want to make his problem everyone else's. It's yeah. like Akira. <laughs> what? It's like the plot of Akira.
0: Huh? Right? That the main character in Akira Ik- is, uh, oh, is yeah, dying yeah, yeah, and, and, and doesn't tell anybody. Anyway.
2: Um. and he played a bad guy in it uh, opposite of Michael Douglas and Ken uh, Takakura Ken and uh, it's a fantastic film Black Rain there was another movie called Black Rain but this particular one they were talking about is a reference to after the nuclear bomb was dropped in Japan they had a rain and it was raining black
3: oh <laughs> radiation
2: Yeah, and, and uh, it's basically Japanese mob went to B- Brooklyn, New York City to get a counterfeit thing and uh, Michael Douglas getting Bob, and he he's taking Mr. Matsuda's character back to Japan and then all this um, other horrible things happen and mm-hmm. uh, Andy Garcia was also in the movie too. But when I saw the movie I just loved it. Uh, maybe it's not the classic that everyone is uh, mm-hmm. criticizing for but I really really loved the movie. They filmed it in my hometown in Osaka. Um, namba taishoku mm. uh, and places like that and there's a scene where in the beginning of scene where northwest airline which doesn't even exist anymore flying over osaka it w- they were flying over this area called meganehashi which uh. is glasses bridge uh-uh. mm. and i was born within like a uh, quarter of a mile half a mile from there wow. so when i saw that like oh my god i, I grew up like <laughs> literally hanging out there when i was a kid and uh, what a thrill to see that movie! I really, really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, uh, I have to say. Um, How
0: old were you when it came out?
2: Nineteen or twenty. It was very nostalgic to see that movie.
3: Do you ever go to Kanidolaku?
2: Oh yeah, that's the place in Namba. You see giant crab against this restaurant. Yeah. And hit the crab legs are moving like this, and then you go in. They they, they make everything crab. crab.
3: Yeah. Is it good?
2: Yeah, it was, I liked it a lot.
3: I want to go there.
2: And, uh, oh, I forgot the name of the bridge right there.
3: Is it where people jump off when the baseball and then they win?
2: Very few times when Hunching Tigers actually yeah. won, they jumped out a bridge. Yeah. And uh, they said that, um, the year Hunching Tigers won, like 25, 30 years ago, <laughs> um, There's crowds right by the bridge in in Namba in Osaka, right? And uh, every time they mention one of the player's first name, whoever have that name of that first player's name jump into water. (laughs) But one of the players is American, and I think he's a congressman in Oklahoma or something. I don't remember his name. They mention his name, and obviously none of the Japanese have it. (laughs) So you know what they did? They went to KFC, grabbed uh, Colonel Sanders statue, and grabbed it, <laughs> threw it in the water. And the legend was, until they find the Colonel Sanders statue, Hunching Tigers will never win. It's it's, <laughs> it's, it's a similar thing they said about. So basically, it's the guy jean's fault the, yeah, for having <laughs> for being. Foreign. It's it's a similar thing that happened with um, <laughs> wow. that the Chicago Cubs. That there was some kind of billy goat or something. Something happened to this goat, and they're saying the legend was, until they revive that goat or something good happened to the goat or uh, res- show respect to that goat. Chicago Cubs, the Can team win. will never win. I, it has something to do with the goat. I remember there's oh. some kind of curse because baseball, baseball people are very superstitious, you know. Yeah, yeah. But that bridge is like a nampa. How do you explain nampa to? Nampa
3: re- is you get a number from the girl quickly on the street.
2: So there's a bridge where people jump. That's the bridge. Uh, oh, that's the bridge where, the,
0: where all the uh, fucking host boys hang that's out. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I know that. That bridge I, where you see guys I like, spend a lot of time on there watching those weirdos.
2: Because that bridge is where guys would like a, ask a solicit girl, like, hey, you should come to this club. There's a lot of good looking guys here yeah. and things like that. And that's where guys will go with a lot of confidence to so ask girl out, you know? Mm. And um, it's really interesting. I um uh, it always amuses me when I meet those Japanese guys that have a confidence of a uh, some Italian guy from Brooklyn or yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's really funny um but um yeah that the, the, the Mr Masuna is very. Very sad when he died because there was a rumor um, like like I'm repeating myself over and over. Mm. He was supposed to do a movie with Robert De Niro. Wow. After that movie, there was a lot of requests. And uh, if he would have lived, I, I just thought he would have had an incredible career. Like mm. he was like, he he could have made it easier for other actors to come earlier to the stage, you know. And an interesting story. Like they were saying his mother was um, mm. Zainichi kankokujin which mm. is like... Uh, Korean Japanese living in Japan and then uh, he never knew his father and um, he actually lived in the States for like a little bit when he was a kid he hated living here Hmm. went back to Japan Uh, he seemed like he had a really tough upbringing and he he, um, through his first wife got a help to change his citizenship from South Korean to Japanese Hmm. so uh, he's one of the few Zaichi Korean living in Japan did something with his life mm-hmm. you just
0: uh, not to change the subject but when you when you were a kid when you were still in Japan do you had, had you seen any Hollywood movies back then
2: I watched it because my dad was such a big fan
0: uh-huh. um, like on TV or yeah oh,
2: okay. I remember watching Lawrence in Arabia with him well that's wow. not an American movie but uh, British yeah um, and uh, what's the one with the graduate that's one of my favorite things. Mm. So it was such a thrill when I met Dustin Hoffman at the Tonight Show. Yeah. You my did? B- mm-hmm. Oh wow! He was a very nice guy. Very oh. nice. And I told him, um, I told him, uh, he almost made me cry because he was an actor studio and he was talking about how bad a relationship he had with his dad.
1: Mm.
2: And I don't think he was acting; he really bothered him, you know. But um, mm. when I said that, he kind of paused and like stopped talking with everyone. Kind of spent a few more minutes talking to me, and oh. he went in there, I was acting like a comic and whatnot. But he was a very very nice man and uh graduate i mean that just burned through my head i i uh that that's one of the few movies. that one uh lawrence arabia i remember Uh you'll laugh moonraker by james Bond. that's mm-hmm. the first american movie i watched at the movie theater with my dad that was mm-hmm. 1979 and uh yeah, I I, I, I really m- movie definitely have an influence on people, you yeah. know. This reminisce in the past, you know. Um
0: did you ever see uh Straight Time with Dustin Hoffman? No, what's uh, that? Yeah, you got to see that. It's it's a really great movie. He plays a an ex-con who's trying to get on his feet and really underrated movie. I don't know how.
2: Wait, wasn't he a star of Papillon? Yes. Papillon. Means French for butterfly. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Right. Him yeah, and Steve McQueen, right? That's right. Though, both yeah, of those yeah, guys. Yeah. No, uh, Dustin Hoffman, man. Um, yeah, it, he he he's terrific. Mm-hmm. Uh, Midnight Cowboy. Yeah, yeah. That was him, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, anyway,
0: you were um, you were changing uh,
2: the oh, subject. Oh, right? san yeah, yeah. it's just that very sad. He, there's there's. You could be a great actor, mm-hmm. but having that like almost like a raw animalistic mag- magnetism, mm-hmm. he definitely had it, you know. He he really was uh uh there was a ferociousness to him, you know. Yeah. And he got in trouble when he was a young kid, like beat up two people oh, badly. Wow. Yeah. I could kinda see he He almost was like the poor man's Japanese Marlon Brando. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know what I mean? Like, Marlon Brando had the rawness that, uh... Yeah, yeah. That's not something... You're either born with or you're not, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I was very sad when he passed away. And I, I wish nothing but the best to his kids. Um,
0: it, it's funny how, like, there are certain actors that have that kind of, uh... It's just this visceral, like, appeal. Like, as guys, I don't know if... if you know, some some women like it, and some women don't. But like Mifune had it, you know, like or oh, or, sure. or Charles Bronson, or like these guys who are none even 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 if
2: they. I have to say, Charles Bronson have a pretty limited acting talent. Well, that's the thing, uh, it, it, but he has that rawness. That's man. the
0: thing. So you, 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 there's whether or not they have the actor, and some great actors have it, and uh, some guys who aren't like Bronson who are yeah. very limited. uh it's still the, the this masculine appeal that that, uh, that people relate to. It's mm-hmm. very, str- very strange how like the, to me. It's whether you're a great actor or not. You can be a great movie star whether you're whether you're a great actor or not. And I think a lot of the the great stars have that. You know, it's like a certain charm, mm-hmm. that, yeah. That. Uh, that attracts guys you know that makes you want to be you know they just have something that that guys want to be you know like a a certain emotional power that that's almost physical
2: you know that's really that's what they used to say about Julius Caesar really every woman's man and every man's woman (laughs) he he he, Hmm. you know once that song really had a Appeal to both men and women, I think. Yeah, you know, mm. and um, boy, and he was a really tall guy too. Yeah, he just—I don't know. Um, I you watch Black Rain and see this man, and uh, even if you don't recognize his name, and you know you can't believe me—if you watch the movie, you know right away which guy I'm talking about. Mm. Mm. You know, and for him to just keep playing without complaining, dying with the cancer, you know. Um, anyway, any project coming up? Aiko, are you promoting anything?
3: Uh, just just performing. I'm always at the comedy store Monday, okay. going up, trying new stuff, and um, yeah, I don't know my head. I should know where am I going next. Hmm.
2: Um, so your Twitter accounts, Aiko Tanaka. Tanaka, yeah. A i k o t a n a k. Yeah and uh rick Hall is toastubbers.com and um uh, I'm, I'm not dot uh, com no. I, mean, I mean uh twitter's slash tollstubber t-o-e-s-t-u-b-b-r and um yeah help rick when he's in japan and um, um i'm hoping we get this uh, new podcast going and yeah. um uh just keep covering stuff in japan sorry uh, if we've just been going over a circle and um you know wh- wh- who are we we're not an expert on japan we just randomly talk about a bunch of nonsense. Well,
0: like it says in Tampopo when they're talking about uh, uh, eating noodles, everyone's an amateur.
3: Oh, who wait to Yeah. Mm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so um, after you guys listen to this episode, if, if there's a subject that you want us to cover, we would like to. Um, today was a weird day for me, and I'm, I'm not going to get in detail, but it was a weird day. But uh, yeah, this, this podcast made it fun. Um, Ike will always give us the best number and um, you know, um, I keep hanging in there. I know yeah. it's, it's not easy sometimes, you know, um, it's just not easy. All these weirdos have a weird... Agenda? Agenda with you, you know. Are you talking about the comedy store? Not just that, but I, I just think Life. if you're in the show business in LA hmm. and if you see Asian women, you know. Aww. so yeah. All right, guys, um, thanks for listening, and uh, hope to uh, not do another one. Hopefully, at least maybe every other week until Rick leaves. So, support Rick, and uh, hopefully we'll get this episode up in uh, the podcast soon. All right, thanks for listening, and talk to you guys soon.